Hey there, and welcome to Healthish, your must-listen podcast from Body and Soul. I am your host, Felicity Harley. I don't know about you, but I'm sensing nervousness around the COVID vaccine. How are you feeling about having the jab? Or perhaps you've already had it. Well, I wanted to get a medical expert in on this podcast to tell us straight, is it safe? Dr. Ginny Mansberg is a well-known doctor. She's a Sydney GP author, and you may have spotted her each week talking about the vaccine nonetheless on Channel 7 Sunrise in the Morning Show. Now, we keep our healthy-ish episodes quite short, but if you want to hear today's full interview in all its glory, where Ginny and I really go into the approval process of the vaccine in Australia and also what to say if you're surrounded by people who are vaccine hesitant, search for Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your awesome pods like this one. Dr. Ginny, thanks for coming on Healthy-ish. Now, there's a lot of nervousness around at the moment about COVID vaccine. Last month, we had research that said women aged in their 20s and 30s were found to be the most vaccine-hesitant group in Australia. And obviously, more recently, with AstraZeneca in Europe, um, the country's halting that. I, I restore our faith. I want you to all make us feel confident again. Why is it important we all get this COVID vaccine? And why isn't enough that just some of us get it? Why do we all need it? So, first of all, thanks for having me on. So, yes, absolutely, being a doctor, it is my, um, like, almost my job to sort of, you know, spruik these amazing health interventions. And vaccines in general have been responsible for amazing um, extensions in life expectancy and that sort of thing. So, the reason why it's important that we get it is because, this is a super contagious virus and this is killing people at a rate that is much higher than the flu. Initially, we thought it might be around about the flu, but it's just not. And it kills vulnerable people. And it's obviously the elderly, but it's also men who have what we call comorbidities, other diseases, things like heart disease and diabetes and obesity. These people, our fellow Australians, would be dying in droves and fueling a massive boom in the funeral parlour business if it weren't for us handling this um, epidemic so well. But one of the ways we've handled it so well is by shutting our borders. And that has meant that um, Aussies who love to travel can't travel, that our university sector has basically, you know, gone into a bit of a peril, into a tailspin. We've got lots of Australians on JobKeeper, although they were. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, the were. March. And, <laughs> yeah and, and, and we want to go back to normal where we don't need to wear a mask on public transport, where we don't need to be really worried if we book a, a holiday to another state in Australia that it's going to be cancelled because of a border closure. We want our lives to go back to normal and we're going to need to learn to live with this virus, but to make sure that it doesn't transmit very easily and that those people who do get it, it's just like a cold. And that is the promise that vaccines deliver. And we're really lucky because we've got Israel, which is like our worldwide guinea pig that has a, has been able to sort of administer the vaccine to a huge proportion of their population. And they have literally, their, their hospitals have gone back to normal. They don't have full intensive care units anymore. They now have these green passports where people who have um, a, a green pass, which means that they've been fully vaccinated, have literally a normal life. 
And we, we, the promise of vaccines has actually been delivered there. And that's a promise to Australia. Now, it's a hard thing for us to get our heads around because we don't have a lot of COVID here, well, basically none outside the hotel quarantine system. But if we want to go back to life as normal and not be overrun by COVID, this is what we need to do. Yeah, well said. Now, I just want to clarify something that the vaccine hesitant are different from the anti-vaxxers because uh, the hesitant group probably represents those certain, those people who are uncertain about getting vaccinated but remain open if they are convinced that the vaccines are safe and effective, where the anti-vaxxers are just never, not at all. How do we know a vaccine is safe? What role do the trials play? Because I know a lot of people think, hang on, a vaccine normally takes four years. This was done in less than a year. Um, so reassure us, how, why, how's this safe? Where do the trials come in? Yeah, and it's a great point about that difference between the two groups and maybe we can talk about them um, in a little bit. But the, the reason why this went at unbelievable speed was a few things. First of all, after we had the outbreak of Ebola and there was that risk of Ebola becoming an epidemic worldwide, um, there was a group that was set up by the World Health Organization to say, hey, we need shovel-ready vaccine projects ready to go where we just slot in the bit of uh, viral DNA or the bit of viral protein that we need to make a vaccine against, we need those projects to be shovel ready. And they were funded and they were already stuck in a drawer ready to be called upon. So we, we had already step one, which is often the most difficult, circumvented by a lot of companies. That, that was a really good thing. Um, the second thing was that the Chinese government um, released the full DNA sequence of the virus quite early. So they did that back in January. And that was really helpful for vaccine companies. The next thing is that when we're creating a vaccine, we need a certain number of positive cases to happen so that we can compare the group that had the vaccine versus the people who had the placebo. And don't forget, we do what we call double blind trials. If you're in one of these trials, you get an injection and you don't know whether you're getting a vaccine or whether you're getting a placebo. So it's only at the end of um, a particular phase of this trial that we go, oh, you had the vaccine, you didn't. Now let's compare the outcomes in the two groups. Now, if it's something like mumps, because there's never a lot of mumps around, it can take four years to get that number of positive cases to actually get enough data to show the difference between the control group and the vaccine group. Whereas we were conducting these um, vaccine trials in literally in the middle of an epidemic in some places like Brazil and India where they had huge rates of positivity. So we got up to those 50,000, 60,000, 70,000 positive cases numbers in record time because there was so much virus going around and we had no other vaccine around. Of course, if we were going to launch um, a vaccine uh, today and we were going to start the trials today, it is going to take longer. And that's one of the problems with the kids' vaccines that we're going to be seeing. Moderna has just launched their um, vaccine on children and it is going to be really important to vaccinate children down, down the road, um, but it's going to be harder to get that vaccine to market in the same amount of time because there's just not going to be the same amount of coronavirus around because the adults are going to be vaccinated. So um, it is uh, an interesting process, but really all of the steps that were normally taken were sort of done in breakneck speed because the entire world cooperated. That's a really interesting and I guess a world first. And also I think the other thing with these trials, they need funding, right? And suddenly in, in the middle of an epidemic, everyone was throwing money. So they had lots of money to research this and, and which sped it up. 
If you love this chat with Dr Ginny Mansberg and would like to know more about the vaccine, we do have more. Yes, that's right. We've just launched a big sister podcast called Extra Healthish, a new podcast from Body and Soul that gives you that little bit extra in your day, extra interviews, extra insights and extra healthy advice for your mind, body and soul. Extra Healthyish publishes a new episode for your wonderfully healthy ears every morning, Monday to Thursday. For more, head to bodyandsoul.com.au. And remember, you can join the conversation via Instagram at bodyandsoul.au. Thanks for joining us as always. And if you have a moment, we'd be so grateful if you could rate, review, and subscribe. And until tomorrow, at least stay healthyish. I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts.